Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 63, Refining Ourselves with the Tao. It is the way of the Tao to act without thinking of acting, to conduct affairs without feeling the trouble of them, to taste without discerning any flavor, to consider what is small as great, and a few as many, and to recompense injury with kindness. The master of it anticipates things that are difficult while they are easy, and does things that would become great while they are small. All difficult things in the world are sure to arise from previous state in which they were easy, and all things from one in which they were small. Therefore the sage, while never doing what is great, is able on that account to accomplish the greatest things. One who lightly promises is sure to keep but little faith. One who is continually thinking things easy is sure to find them difficult. Therefore, the sage sees difficulty even in what seems easy, and so never has any difficulties. That's verse 63 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by James Legg. Next, let's break it down. This verse has two parts to it, and we'll take each part, one idea, at a time. Part one discusses the subtle Tao within us, and part two discusses the fact that small things are all there are. Okay, so part one, we're talking about the subtle Tao within us. In the first section here, 
It says that the way of the Tao is to act without thinking of acting, to conduct affairs without feeling the trouble of them, and to taste without discerning any flavor. So what is all of this? Well, it's the practice that we've been discussing for pretty much the entire podcast. It's do nothing, attend to no affairs, and taste the flavorless. So anyways, what that means to me is that the Tao is the subtle energy of the universe, and it's that with which we want to connect. And how do we do that? Well, we know that doing nothing means an abstention from inserting our selfish egos into things. Conducting no affairs basically means, in my opinion for right now, self-cultivation. Doing stuff that gets me into a place where I'm just more receptive. And then tasting the flavorless, to me that means paying attention to that subtle energy that is always on, always with us, always in motion. So those three things kind of talk about, for me anyways, the subtle aspects of Tao. The really subtle things. The things that you re- that I need to pay attention to in order to experience them, to enjoy them, and to take advantage of them. Because, that we're going to see in the second part, that small things are all there are. In other words, if I'm paying attention to all these subtle things by doing nothing, attending to no affairs, tasting the flavorless, what I'm doing is I'm putting myself in touch with the small. And it occurs to me, after having combed my memories for momentous events and understanding what started them all, it is always something that is small, isn't it? A big resentment, a great relationship, a wonderful opportunity, serendipity even. Those all start with something so small we can't even see it and so small that, well, you know, I think science has gotten to a point where it can see neurotransmitters kind of working and everything like that, but putting those together to form some semblance of an analysis of a thought, well, maybe we're not there yet. Yes, I'm talking about intention. Those small things, those small things, intentions, thoughts, desires, sometimes ambitions. Those are the small things out of which everything else is made. So, the upshot of this whole deal, this whole verse, I feel, is this. We put ourselves in touch with the small, and then what we can do is we can guide the small so that really, at the end of the day, what are we doing? We're only doing small things. We're expending a lot less energy We're enjoying ourselves also immensely as a result of like little effort. So that's kind of what this verse does for me today. It kind of helps me think through those two things. Okay, so to wrap this up, let's remember that verse 63 has two parts. Part one discusses the subtle Tao within us. And part two says, well, small things are all there are. Now, let's put that back together. I'll read verse 63 again. 
It is the way of the Tao to act without thinking of acting, to conduct affairs without feeling the trouble of them, to taste without discerning any flavor, to consider what is small as great, and a few as many, and to recompense injury with kindness. The master of it anticipates things that are difficult while they are easy, and does things that would become great while they are small. All difficult things in the world are sure to arise from a previous state in which they were easy, and all great things from one in which they were small. Therefore the sage, while never doing what is great, is able on that account to accomplish the greatest things. One who lightly promises is sure to keep but little faith. One who is continually thinking things easy is sure to find them difficult. Therefore, the sage sees difficulty even in what seems easy, and so never has any difficulties. Let's take a look at some of the things this verse made me think about today when considering refining ourselves with the Tao. There are two. Number one is attending to the subtle, and number two is that it's the little things that count. Attending to the subtle. Accomplish do nothing, attend to no affairs, and taste that which has no taste. I like how parts of the Tao Te Ching start off with statements like this that make me think. Like, they don't make sense at first, but once I sit with them for a while and contemplate, I begin to understand them. After having practiced harmony with the Tao for a short while, I have an idea of what these statements mean, and I'll bet you do too. In fact, they're probably not all that cryptic if we're in a quiet state of reception. I've noticed that during the day when I'm immersed in my work and relationships and life, these verses don't resonate with me as much as when I'm sitting quietly. Knowing this, I'll pick out a quick one or two phrases I can repeat that day for quick remembrance while I'm doing life. It helps me to practice. So, the subtle things. That's what I've been trying to remember in little moments. The subtle things that belong to harmony with the Tao. Doing nothing. Attending to no affairs. And tasting the no taste. Okay, so doing nothing. Well, that's an easy one, since we're always talking about abstaining from inserting our selfish egos into things. And how about no affairs? Well, I feel like this is our self-cultivation, which we've been talking about too. Practicing when they come to mind in certain situations what we've learned so far on our journeys. And tasting the tasteless? For me, that means paying attention to the whole experience and savoring it as best I can. These three aspects can take different shapes when I'm at home, at work, or with friends. So there's plenty to not do. <laughs> at home and doing nothing, perhaps I can allow my housemates, spouse, family, pets, whomever, just to be themselves. I can catch myself when I'm annoyed by them or their behaviors or tendencies. I can ask myself if they're annoying because they stir some sort of desire or insecurity within me. I can allow them to teach me. 
at home and seeing to no affairs, I can ask the Tao for the willingness to cultivate myself patiently. You know, try not to rush my cultivation efforts, but being present with the seemingly boring routine of what some folks call chopping wood and carrying water. Intending to my attitude about it, I am practicing the first part of this verse. And instead of being resentful at the amount of time I don't seem to have or needing to meditate because a family member rubbed me the wrong way or having to do chores or whatever else, I can try my best to be present with each situation knowing that I can make use of it all. So let's look at work now. Doing nothing at work seems like something that can get you fired, huh? <laughs> well, we're talking about setting aside our desires and ambitions here. Of course, that's not to say that we shouldn't have goals. On the contrary, goals are important and they help us to focus. But perhaps our goals can be more Tao-oriented. Like, instead of setting my sights on a position or title, perhaps it would be better to focus on being genuinely helpful. Moving toward harmony within the team by giving. Allowing others to make mistakes that affect me or even my work. And then dispassionately fixing it when it occurs. Like holding smoke. My attitudes toward others will shape my relationships there. As well as overall productivity if I don't try too hard but provide receptive help when needed. Self-cultivation at work seems to be something like trying to remember how I can practice the principles of Tao as I go about my day. And of course, the experience is useful as well. I'm attempting to use every bit of the day I can to add to my personal growth. Now, how about with friends? Doing nothing there is more allowing others to be, perhaps not judging others for their opinions or their life situations. Cultivation might look like practicing active love toward them. Like, not here, let me tie your shoes or drive you around or hug you till you're sick of it kind of stuff. More like being present and listening to them so I can help them work through their experiences kind of stuff. Sometimes we just need to talk it out. And as a friend practicing the Tao, I know I can be useful when I set my own self aside for a moment to listen. And that whole being present thing? Well, that's an easy way to experience harmony. As I think about this, I realize <laughs> that there's a lot to do when doing nothing. <laughs> and a lot to attend to when I'm attending no affairs. And, yo, there's almost too much to taste when I'm aware of everything. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but it's in the subtle things, isn't it? The tiny seeming not even there aspects of life that quietly run in the background like that wall clock that tick tick ticks 24 7 it can't be heard except at four o'clock in the morning when everything else is still our Dow is the same so i feel like the main call to action in the first part of this verse is to pay attention to the little things because if we do we can begin and create great things with very little effort. It's the little things that count. Did you ever see those little houses or other things that people build with matchsticks? 
when they're finished, they look great. What's even greater is the realization that closely follows that it took a lot of time because the person had to stack each tiny stick on top of one another, one stick at a time. I can think of many more examples. The way a real building is built, for example, it starts with a thought, then a plan, and then the build. And then the build happens piece by piece. There's a game called Go. In China, they call it Weichi. In Korea, Baduk. And in Japan, Ego. There's a board with horizontal and vertical lines. Each place where they intersect is where the game is played by placing a black circular stone or a white one there. And the object of the game is to occupy or control more of those intersections than your opponent. It's played one stone at a time. The course of the game changes every time a player places a stone. One tiny stone, among many, changes the entire game, and sometimes it results in a win or a loss. Other times, it takes the game to its natural conclusion. And still other times, the move takes the players on an unexpected adventure. The little things. With humans, what starts out as a male and female interaction on the molecular level results in cell division. A cell doesn't divide into three, it divides into two. One cell at a time. We are created. One tiny cell at a time over the course of a larger time scale, we become thinking, feeling, manifestations of the Tao. Lao Tzu urges us to do nothing, attend to no affairs, and taste the tasteless by interacting with things while they are small. I feel like we can take our observations of the physical and apply it to our relationships here. Requite hatred with virtue, he says. What's that got to do with handling things while they are small? Well, I kind of think of momentous human events as occurring one step at a time. <laughs> like wars just don't happen. There's usually a long period of conflict and buildup before people start fighting. And even in an interpersonal fight, what happens? There's the initial conflict, a buildup, failed compromise, and then violence. Of course, this doesn't have to be limited to just physical violence. There's also verbal and emotional violence we consider. So there's this progression. It starts with something small, a disagreement, a conflict, a misunderstanding. And the thing is, I feel like it almost always starts with something small. So he tells us the way to avoid having big old messes to clean up later is to stop and forgive for any real or perceived transgressions as soon as we can. Wait, so does this mean I have to put up with other people's evilness? No, it doesn't. At least, that's my opinion. What it means to me is that when I find myself in a situation where there's a disagreement with my spouse, a colleague, a friend, or even an acquaintance, I would do well to pause and consider my thoughts, words, and actions as it relates to that person before doing anything else. If I'm experiencing a negative emotional reaction, there's a reason. Either I need to disengage because I'm in danger, or I need to examine myself for old hurts, selfish desires, 
or disconnection with others. So, if that's about prevention, we can look the other way and see doing small things as the way to accomplishing the great as well, can't we? And we already talked about this with the matchstick houses, the real houses, and our go games. But what about great things we can accomplish with others? How can I create a great relationship? How can I create more love and understanding? How can I use the gifts the Tao gives me to improve the lives of others? Well, one thing at a time, of course. (laughs) But what does that mean? And on what level? Well, of course, there's multiple levels, and we've discussed some of them. The governmental, the social circle, the work environment, and home. So what can we do? Well, the little things. And consistently over time. At home, perhaps this is taking a moment to think about how to tell family members I love them in different ways every day or as regularly as I can. Or maybe it's doing little things that have nothing to do with the person but that enhances the environment in which we live. Maybe it's practicing another love language. A soft, loving touch here or there, a time of listening, or a small gift. Just like the matchstick house, One thing at a time produces wonderful consequences. So at work and with friends, I feel like the same concept applies. Are there love languages at work? I think so. They're not romantically motivated, but I feel like they can work the same way. A compliment. A vote of confidence. Offering to do something, even if it's washing someone else's coffee cup or picking up their tools. Shaking hands, a slap on the back, or just a non-physical sign of gratitude for the other person's presence may suffice. It's little things that count, isn't it? In anything we try to prevent or do, the little things are where it all starts. Lao Tzu reminds us that if we look to the little things, we pay attention, and we make the effort to handle problems before their problems or we continuously build our relationships. And great things happen. He urges us to take everything into consideration without dismissal, because those little things, they might be the difference between big problems or great results. So let's go ahead and summarize. To wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering Refining ourselves with the Tao, I thought about two things. One, I thought about attending to the subtle. And two, I thought it's the little things that count. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of refining ourselves with the Tao in this verse today. There's this process we've kind of been flirting with over the past, I don't know how many episodes. It's got to do with this continual refinement of our energy by integrating our shadows. Does that sound familiar? I'm compelled to talk about it again, if you'll indulge me. I feel like Lao Tzu reiterates this process in three easy steps in the first part of this verse. Accomplish, do nothing. Attend to no affairs and taste the tasteless. 
We said that accomplishing do-nothing was where we could do our best to abstain from inserting selfish desire into things. We said that attending to no affairs is kind of this self-cultivation practice and tasting the tasteless is enjoying the experience of being connected and in harmony with the Tao. I feel like we can take this process a step further in adapting it to our daily practices, and I would love to share it with you. It seems to me that this is how I can do it. Using a combination of introspection, meditation, and active communication with a Tao. So let's practice these three things now using our contemplation of the small at home, work, and with friends. Let's get comfortable right now and take a few breaths. And we'll ask the Tao to show us something new today. Thank you. Let's bring to mind the people in our family at home. We'll just run our minds over the little moments that we've had with them over the past couple of days. Does anything stick out? Times when you shared a tender moment? Or how about an annoyance? We're introspecting now. Okay. Let's now just sit with these memories and how we feel about them right now. Is there a little anger or frustration? Or is there a feeling of love and contentment? We're just sitting, spending time with these feelings and memories. This is the meditation part now. Now let's ask the Tao to show us where these little things first came into our awareness. When the other person annoyed us, was it because they didn't do something we wanted? Say something that didn't match up with our view of reality at the time? Something else? Were we in a moment of enjoyment and appreciation of the other person? Grateful for their presence in our lives? This is the communication part. If we ask, then listen, and contemplate what comes to us, we are then engaged in dialogue with the Tao. Okay, how about work now? Bringing to mind the folks with whom we labor. Are there frustrations? Good moments? Let's try to recall individuals and incidents in our minds. This is the introspection. And with these specific people and occurrences, let's ask the Tao to show us where it all began, being careful to identify where things began with us, not the others. We are the ones who are using this process of cultivation for ourselves. Blaming others or external things will not get us there. We want to ask the Tao for assistance in locating the small moments when we started the ball rolling within ourselves and our reactions. Now this is the meditation and communication. With friends. 
Let's think about the people. Things they've said that were annoying or funny or loving. And observing how we reacted emotionally. Let's ask the Tao to show us why we reacted the way we did. And that's all three of those things put together. We can consider all of these things we just experienced. For another communication, let's ask the Tao to show us how we can adjust our relationships by making small changes that bring them closer to center. Are there things we can do to prevent future resentments? How about things we can do to enhance the loving connection we feel with these other people? I feel like the chances are that we do these three things automatically. I mean, we've been talking about them on and off throughout our journey together. But I like how we can get a clue from those first three lines. A restatement of the process, if you will. In experiencing verse 63 this week, I feel like I'm called to be more deliberate about this introspection, meditation, and communication process. I like that it's simple and feasible. Sure, it takes some work and awareness, but that's cool. <laughs> it's just a little at a time. <laughs> to the Tao, thank you for showing us how to practice this verse today. To you, thank you for giving me purpose. And thank you for practicing with me today. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 63 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by James Legge. It is the way of the Tao to act without thinking of acting, to conduct affairs without feeling the trouble of them, to taste without discerning any flavor, to consider what is small as great and a few as many, and to recompense injury with kindness. The master of it anticipates things that are difficult while they are easy, and does things that would become great while they are small. All difficult things in the world are sure to arise from a previous state in which they were easy, and all things from one in which they were small. Therefore, the sage, while never doing what is great, is able on that account to accomplish the greatest things. One who lightly promises is sure to keep but little faith. One who is continually thinking things easy is sure to find them difficult. Therefore, the sage sees difficulty even in what seems easy, and so never has any difficulties. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. 
by listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.